The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There were actually Jeep models such as an original Gladiator pickup and a 1995 Jeep XJ that he wanted to track down as well. A long-range goal of the museum is one that, well, may actually sound uh, a little familiar to one of the hosts here on the show. Their goal is to have one of every model of Jeep. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Jock. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, hey there, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about a Jeep scam that you might have fallen victim for back in 2021. We'll also be talking about a -a one-of-a-kind Jeep museum, and later in the show, I'll break down all the things, good and the bad, that are happening with your Jeep's clutch. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and you can catch my newbie nuggets on Tuesdays. You don't want to miss my segments for the newest of Jeepers. This is Chuck, and I was out checking cows this last weekend and completely crunched the passenger rear quarter panel of the Scrambler, enough Mm. where the gas fill hose was completely crunched. It would not receive fuel. But with help of a come-along and a hammer, it looks good as new. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know things got that bad. Yeah, it was very interesting uh, looking. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony, and uh, well, I don't really have a lot to do this episode, so you'll mainly hear uh, Wendy and uh, Josh and Chuck. Oh, I, I gotta have something to say, right? Oh, of course. Fine. <laughs> Where's my mute button? <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, clearly and thought <laughs> very well thought out located here next to me. Yeah. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Long, uh, that, that, long reach. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. All right, imagine this. You enter to win a Jeep. A one in a hundred thousand chance to win, but you gotta be in it to win it. So you buy a raffle ticket. Maybe two. Maybe a couple dozen. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you have the raffle tickets, and you're in this contest to win this Jeep. All that needs to happen now is for the raffle to happen. But it never comes. How would you feel? What would you do? Nearly 17 months later, ticket holders of this raffle to win a Jeep are still waiting for a winner to be announced. Hundreds of people plunked down money in 2021 for a chance at winning a brand spanking new custom-built Jeep that was to be awarded to one lucky winner at an event at the Wattsburg Erie County Fairgrounds in July of that year. Yet, here we are. The end of 2022, almost two years later, and no raffle has yet to even be held, let alone a winner announced. Now, despite all the entries and, of course, all that money collected, well, and so to that end, the Erie County District Attorney's Office is now investigating the raffle as a suspected scam. County detectives are looking into the Jeep giveaway that was part of the 2021 Great Lakes Jeep Jam, according to information recently posted on the District Attorney's Office's website. Investigators say that there are over 200 victims in the raffle, 
which county detectives first learned of through a cyber tip. They said dozens of people have reached out to them since the information was posted on December 2nd on the website of the district attorney's office. Nobody with the Great Lakes Jeep Jam has been able to be reached for comment through a phone number listed with the event and published in the Erie Times News in June of 2021. Detectives are asking anybody who might have purchased a ticket uh, for the Jeep raffle to contact them at a special email address set up as part of the investigation. That email address is jeepjamscam at eriecountypa.gov. Jeepjamscam at eriecountypa.gov. PA.gov. We'll have that on the wet in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. Respondents are asked to include their name and a contact phone number for detectives to use in reaching them. You know what's sad about this is that so long, how many people still have their tickets? Because you know, if you if you right. reach out to that that investigator, they're gonna say, Well, we need proof that you actually, you know, have tickets or paid money. Because you know there's people are gonna be out there, oh I, I paid some money. Maybe it's a small right, bad yeah. attitude about uh, the the government in general, but whenever you said uh, Erie County District Attorney's Office, I was expecting you to say they were investigating why they didn't get their cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, okay. I, 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 you know, we we certainly don't need any more lawyers or attorneys in the in this world. I, I certainly don't yeah. have a uh, a, a good. Uh, warm spot in my heart for any of them but uh but nonetheless they they serve a purpose out there and you you know you you, really? get, you need what? one when you need one <laughs> well you know most litigation i think litigation if, can't I think if there wasn't attorneys we probably wouldn't need them because <laughs> you couldn't sue really could you <laughs> uh, a lot of things you couldn't do without attorneys but uh but nonetheless uh yeah i anybody out in uh who attended the great lakes jeep jam in 2021 uh if you were part of this we would love to hear from you uh, please give us a call. Uh, let us know, um, and and we'll reach out to you. I mean, maybe uh, you know, set up a little interview or something like that. This is uh, something that really hasn't happened in the Jeep world all that often, uh, certainly that much. So uh, this is one of those things that we're going to have to kind of keep an eye on uh, and see how it unfolds. Uh, hopefully, there is some resolution to this, and and all of you who are out there, the hundred couple hundred of you that uh, are victims of this, uh, will will you know get some sort of resolution to it. So uh, and if that does happen before I get a chance to report on it. Let us know. I wonder if this is a good time to make an offer to buy uh, lottery tickets, 10 cents on the dollar. Uh, it sounds like a losing proposition. <laughs> well, it depends. Depends on what the attorney, I mean, the uh, the district attorney comes up with, right? <laughs> if you get all of them, you're a winner. Well, it would have to be for a lottery that never happened, I, I suppose. But Well, somebody's uh, going to yeah. either pay up, uh, come up with a Jeep, or go to jail, or all three. Because, I mean, that that's that's what this is all about. It, it's that, hey, we bought these tickets for a raffle that never happened. Whether I mean, they, they showed the Jeep. I mean, there, there was, you know, people aren't going to buy a, a raffle tickets for a Jeep, uh, you know, to win a Jeep sight unseen. Uh, so there had to have been some representation of a Jeep that people were going to be winning. That had to have been part of the motivation for people to win, I mean, to go buy those those raffle tickets mm-hmm. uh, and for that raffle to never have happened. It wasn't like they called a winner and the guy just never showed up or they called a winner and, and it, it, you know, uh, there was, you know, three too many numbers in that raffle ticket or something like that. You know, it, it wasn't like that. It was like that, well, they, we took all this money to you know to to uh to, to give you guys this jeep and but we're not going to do that we're just going to hold on to this money and now the the people who are behind this can't be reached i mean yeah. that's that's a lot different than buying a lottery ticket this is i mean uh, for, uh, at least on the surface this looks for all intents and purposes like a scam 
Well, I wonder if it's possible that they didn't sell enough tickets to be able to afford the Jeep. Yeah, or they were waiting to sell more. But I know a lot of times those those types of um, raffles have a deadline. Like, you you know, we're going to be giving it away on this time. I know in California, you have to post a deadline to it. So I don't know if that's also going to be part of the, the deal on that. And they missed the deadline. And then when you give them the raffle tickets, you also have to say that it's uh, potentially cancer-causing. The tickets could be cancer-causing in the state of California. <laughs> well, that's, this that, that's California. PA, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're almost about as far away from California as you can get. But nonetheless, exactly. man, So was, I mean, this I think a, was this a new Jeep, Josh? Or was it a used Jeep or a modified Jeep? I didn't catch that uh, in the was, story. It was a new. It was a new custom-built Jeep. So it probably had some Gee custom wheels, some bumpers, tires, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, probably had a bunch of sponsors that, you know, went in. So, I mean, that's what I'm thinking is there was probably a quite a number of, of uh, people, you know, companies local, if nothing else, invested in this uh, to have created this custom Jeep for for people to be interested in, in, in buying tickets to, to, to potentially win. So, you know, I mean, if at the end of the day, there might be some pissed off business owners, too. It's like, hey, we yeah. donated wheels and tires to you people for this jeep uh where you know yeah we didn't even i mean we got billing for the event but that's that's i mean i don't know it's so uh, there's a lot of room here for a lot of questions uh, it's certainly a lot of different ways this can be played out and and come to an end but uh it's just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you know this isn't jeepers we don't do this kind of stuff mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm not saying and earlier when i said that maybe they didn't sell enough tickets it doesn't make it okay i'm just wondering about other things that it it You're right. wasn't intended to be a scam, but <laughs> nobody had enough money to buy the Jeep. Uh, so, but I mean, if it was modified, the Jeep must have already been available. That's well, and I'm who knows guessing. if it was physically available or just a photo of it? Maybe it's photoshopped, and like like Tony said, they were going to take the money and get the Jeep built. I don't know. It's yeah. just. I'd like to know more about this, Josh. If you run across this in future episodes, I uh, would would love to know more about it. Well, well I, I, great, I did try calling. Lakes. I did try calling the phone number. Um, I, I looked up that that uh, uh, what do you call it? the uh, the Erie Times News in June of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, found the phone number. Tried giving it a call. Nothing. So um, yeah, I, I, uh, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to reach out to this email address um, that has been set up for the investigation. I'm going to let them know who I am. Um, and that I'm interested in, in, in this story and if they can keep me in the loop as far as, you know, things develop. I don't need progress reports every week or anything like that. You know, just if, if something happens, let us know so we can let the rest of the Jeep world know. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping I can get some information directly from the people who are involved in this, um, at least on, uh, as far as, you know, from the uh, law enforcement side. Do you know that I, I'm doing a little uh, Google searching here while we're talking, and do you know that I cannot get uh, the Great Lakes Jeep Jam.com will not come up? It did, yeah. It does I, not I, display. I, yeah. So maybe so there wasn't I, it, one? <laughs> it, it almost, and, and you know what? In the back of my mind, I swear that we have reported on that event in the past. It sounds um, like something yeah. we have done. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, at least mentioned, you know, Hey, there's this thing coming up next weekend. If you guys are in the area, go check it out type of thing. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't think we've ever interviewed somebody from, you know, that event or anything like that. Um, but you know, this would be an event that I would have mentioned on the show, that, that type of thing. Uh, and, and you know, just to, to have that and, you know, Great Lakes Jeep Jam, a lot of Jeep jams, they're big. A lot of people, hundreds if not thousands of Jeepers involved, lots of, uh, of, of local if not national companies and stuff like that. So, I mean, this wasn't any kind of small thing. 
This is a big thing. And, and somebody went out of their way, burned a lot of calories to run this scam. And at least as far as I can tell, they did a damn good job of it. There's a link to it on JeepLife.Earth, but they're just advertising their event this year. But we have listeners from Michigan. Maybe they'll call in and tell us what they know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that that may be one of the victims in this uh, or, or might have some more information on it that, that you know, maybe in a local, local newspaper that I don't have access to or something like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you're within the sound of my voice, you know anything about this, please reach out to us here at the show. Either email us or give us a call. Uh, this is something that I definitely want to stay on top of and I could use your help. So, thank you. Are you guys familiar with uh, Internet uh, Archive or archive.org? Oh, yeah, where you can see, like, uh, older versions of websites and stuff like that. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like the, the last time that, uh, that uh, GreatLakesJeepJam.com was uh, backed up or so was, uh, uh, was the 5th. What is today? Today's the 8th. My goodness. Hmm. So somebody's still doing some activity there with that site or something. Well, it, I don't know. Something as going on the, behind the scenes, as of the fifth, and uh, I'm just pulling that up now. Anyway, I'll I'll play with this uh, <laughs> out, uh, offline, not on the show. But it just find yeah. it really interesting. It's just so strange because you know you're not going to get away with that. I mean, you have to figure you sold at least a hundred tickets. Can you imagine a hundred people screaming uh, to the authorities? I mean, that's going to get uh, get somebody's uh, get some get something on their and, radar. You know, and typically. You know, for uh, prizes like a Jeep, you know, a vehicle, you know, this isn't going to be a $5 ticket that you're buying. It's probably going to be a $100 ticket that you're buying. Right. You know, if not more. So, you know, there's some people out there that are, that are out, of, uh, out of some money, that's for sure. But, you know, what's interesting is this, this Omics ADA uh, company. They, they've been selling Jeep parts uh, and, and accessories for like a quarter century, just about. Uh, anybody who's building their Jeep have likely heard about Omics ADA, uh, Omics ADA. I don't know how to say it. I don't know what the right way to say it is, but, but there it is. Um, and, and they've been, they've been in the, in the, in the, they've been doing this for a long time. The company owner, uh, right now, Hank Van Dongen, uh, is his name. He also has a, uh, a private Jeep museum. The Omix 88 Jeep, uh, collection at the company's headquarters in Suwannee, Georgia reflects former owner of, uh, of the company, Omix 88, Al uh, Azadi's passion for Jeep. There are dozens of Jeeps in his collection, including three different prototypes. Eat your heart out, Chuck. There you go. <laughs> Here you no, go. The, the collection includes a Willys MA, a Bantam VRC40, and a Ford GPW. There's also a GPA, which is the amphibious version of the Ford Jeep that we talked about in episode 698. And no collection would be complete without an MB, a GPW, an M38, an M38A1, and an M17. In addition to these infamously famous military models, there's about two dozen collectible civilian Jeeps as well that would make any Jeep aficionado jealous. The motivation for the museum was to protect the legacy of the Jeep brand and honor its history, of course. The museum also includes a workshop area to restore and maintain Jeeps, such as a very rare Willy CJ2A farm Jeep with agricultural equipment. They also have a Jeep J10 pickup truck with only 2,440 original wow. miles. <laughs> yeah, wow. it is pristine. Another outstanding vehicle is a Jeep Forward Control FC-150 fire truck that has its original paint as well. Now, the lacquer paint is flaking off a little bit here and there, but it's all original. Now, the specialty interest Jeeps residing in the collection today 
were found and acquired in a variety of different ways. Azadi built up a network of people and contacts who knew his interests and goals, and so he bought Jeeps online and from people who had, uh, had original, nearly untouched Jeeps. Now, here's something that not many people actually know. On Azadi's acquisition list, there were actually Jeep models such as an original Gladiator pickup and a 1995 Jeep XJ that he wanted to track down as well. A long-range goal of the museum is one that, well, may actually sound uh, a little familiar to one of the hosts here on the show. Their goal is to have one of every model of Jeep. Sound hmm. familiar, Chuck? <laughs> Then uh, yep. the Omex 88 technical department will be able to look at all the vehicles they have in their collection to develop new products. The company's goal is to have its restoration parts look just like the original components. The collection is private, but is happily opened to the public by appointment. And that is because they need to have somebody there to actually, you know, open the door, turn on the lights, turn off the alarm, and explain what visitors are seeing. It hits so you with a big they, stick if you start touching stuff. Exactly. Well, maybe. Now, I don't know how personal things get, but if a guided tour of this private, one-of-a-kind Jeep collection is something that you may be interested in, well, we'll have the links and the info for you to reach out to them and, uh, and well, get one scheduled. You know, I wonder if they'd let us do a show from there. That Wouldn't that be cool? I was just, just going to say, Chuck's already booked his flight or his driving time. Yeah. He's going to the museum. He's like, I got to <laughs> no, see right, these. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, what do you think about the pictures that I have yeah, in the I, show notes that, uh, that our listeners can actually see as well? I, I actually know quite a bit about Omnix Ada and, and how it got started and the, the gentleman that used to own it. And he actually bought uh, quite a bit of these pieces from California from a, a well-known Jeeper Jamboree gentleman. And uh, he's kind of a really cool guy. He's the son. He actually came over from the United States to go to college. And he was a son of a like East Asian country. And I don't remember like exactly what country it was but he was a car salesman his dad was hmm. when he came over here he couldn't get parts for certain vehicles so he called his dad and it was actually jeep parts he called his dad his dad of course they could get these parts so he was shipping them to his son and then his son realized holy shit you know this is of course a long time ago holy shit i can make this business so a college student started Omic Zeta and wow. multi-millionaire at this point. But it's sure. a really, really neat story when you when you actually do it and read it. And and then um, you know, this is just in Georgia, it's right down the street. And uh, my wife and I, it's a it's a bucket list of ours to go to go there. You can you can go and see the museum. And uh it's it is a dream of mine to show up there. I, I need to take a week and go. I've been to a lot of the other Jeep museums, but this is um I really think that this is the, the this is the uh, number one uh, museum. I think it's the largest museum at this point because when he bought all of those out of California, he became the largest museum for Jeep. It's oh, it's wow. absolutely beautiful, and and he, yeah, he has amazing rigs, and he does have an XJ. I have seen it, not in person, but pictures, and it is that even the XJ is gorgeous. You know, and you know, I don't well, yeah, it's all original, for him. you know, probably very low mileage and just pristine yes. condition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, being a car guy, I mean, anything is just, that is just so neat. But yeah, I, I'm very familiar with Omic Seda. We've, we've bought lots of parts through them. Yep. So Chuck, I think I've asked you before, any interest in the forward cab Jeeps, uh, FC uh, 150 or some of the other ones? I think there was like, what, a 160, 170, something like that. 
Um, any interest in, in having one of those in your collection? Yeah, there's two of them right down the road. One of our uh, farmers, he's actually our county commissioner. Uh, he has modified his FC-150 to, uh, to feed out of. So every single morning in the wintertime, he fires it up and uh, actually has a belt-driven PTO. And that shaft runs right down the cab. Of course, the engine's right next to him. That shaft runs right down the cab and, and runs all of his uh, feeding stuff off of it. And he has other parts FCs. So I actually went over there, took some pictures. I actually sent them out on Discord and tried to buy them from them. <laughs> and of course, they're, uh, they're not for it. sale. I missed, <laughs> I missed that picture, Don. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So I think they're really cool. The one that I yeah. really, really like, obviously, is the more modern looking one, which was the uh, the Jeep um, uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Oh, the Easter Jeep Safari concept, concept yeah, vehicle. That, yeah, that the blue, blue kind one of a blue had. one. God, that was just gorgeous. And then they had another one out the there that they had another one out there that was uh, the 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 body on a TJ. So they had, I think, they had uh, stretched the TJ or cut it down a little bit uh, to uh, to fit. But it was a very uh, active off-roader because uh, it's you know it's just the TJ with the, the FC body on top of it. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I'll, I'll get on um, I'll, I'll I'll get on Discord right right now. In SEMA, I actually got to learn something. They made a four-door FC. The military really? had them, and all, they they had redone, yeah they had redone one at SEMA. This this um like remodeling company, you know, of course, car remodeling. And it was the neatest deal. And I actually sat with the owner that redid it for, gosh, I want to say 45 minutes or to an hour. And we, we went over his build. And he, it's absolutely gorgeous. He did an amazing patina restoration on it and did a oh, lot of modifications right. on the inside. And I actually got all of his information. And he wants to be on the show. He wants to do an interview over it. And I need to get that stuff over to you still, Tony. But just an absolute phenomenal job. And I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone as we speak. And I'll send it on discord so if you're not a part of discord and you want to hear it or see it you'll get on discord and and you'll see this picture it's just the, the neatest shit in the world mm -hmm. yeah discord's a lot of fun it here was kind of it, right it was kind of dead today but uh, boy the day before good lord it was just on fire uh but you can join our discord server it's it's free uh and all you have to do is just get an invite and go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact scroll on down through there and you will see a uh discord uh server invite and uh uh, sign up for it. It's free. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, there's no uh, entry level pictures that you must show before you can uh, you can join. Anybody can join. Yep, I just posted it. The next, a lot of the times my pictures don't post very well, but even you, uh, you guys, right now, if you want to get on there, you can see it. It's it's just the FCs are just cool. Yeah, they are. And for for those that don't understand uh, the word patina, that means uh, it's not complete. It hasn't been repainted. <laughs> I know some people right. like that, but it's just like, why? I, I just paint the damn thing. I'll, I know paint, I paint the jobs are expensive. No. But yeah, I know. I don't understand. No, it. you got to leave it at. Nah. Tony, you're so wrong now, man. So if I, were, if I ever get enough money, I will buy these patina vehicles and have them painted. No, if I ever get enough money, I'm going to contact... Uh, <laughs> Contact Greg at uh, unofficial use only and get yes. him to get him to build me a uh, forward cab concept vehicle like G pad. But of course it'll be red. You know, I I'm talking to Greg right now about redoing a scrambler. Maybe I should have him paint patina on it. There you go. Yeah, that's what I should. And when there, we go a, out, I can show you, look at my beautiful 
paint job. <laughs> there's there's a, uh, a body shop owner out here who's got, I think it's like an old Buick, 50s Buick or something. I can't remember what, what year model it is, but he's got a, a modern day patina paint job on it. I, it might it might even be a wrap. I, I'm not I'm not sure. But you look at it, you know, three or four parking spaces away, and you're like, God, what a heap! And the closer you get to it, it's like, wait a minute. Oh, that's not that's not real rust. Holy crap! And it's like it's like it's shiny, but it's patina. It's did, weird. It, it didn't yeah, they do that face. to like a modern day charger or something that it just looked hideous, black sewage. Uh, <laughs> fungus moss all that stuff and it was really good but it was a wrap i haven't seen it but it sounds like something that you know some youtube channel would do for you know just for the sake of getting some views but yeah no i think the 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 the, uh i think it was like one of those things they put up just to get reactions on social media but it was like basically like when you have a new car but you park in the hood and uh (laughs) (laughs) it keeps people from messing with it because oh look at that piece of crap <laughs> what do you think about this Jeeper? Uh, this whole discussion, actually. We want to hear what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email, in fact. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out to us. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network and go check it out yourself as well. The On the Trail podcast is there, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast as well, even the Jeep Talk Show is there. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free, all in one place. Head over to the number four, letter X, number four, and radionetwork.com. That's 4 by 4 radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, some quick tips for troubleshooting issues with your clutch. Not being able to accelerate past 60, no matter how hard you press the gas, and watching <laughs> the RPM go up while you're doing it uh, and not moving forward any faster, that's a good oh. sign. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a good sign you have a problem with your clutch that's what i'm saying that's a good sign that you have a problem with your clutch <laughs> why did you become a paid subscriber to the jeep talk show jeep talk show is my weekly rotation look forward to it every week each and every friday you can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love the jeep talk show i support a great podcast and a lifelong jeeper myself continue to learn with each and every episode that i listen to just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button absolutely you like jeeps anything to do with jeeps i like it for the the technical clear content uh, advice and learning i didn't realize chris was only listening to our friday episodes i got to tell him about the four episodes that we have every week Something tells me he's aware. <laughs> now, nah, Chris is Chris is one of those guys, uh, one of the many that's actually working uh, with us behind the scenes, volunteering uh, lots of time uh, to uh, to help with our guest acquisition and and, and other things. So, uh, once again, thanks uh, thanks to Chris, and uh, be sure to check out his blog at sevenslats.com. At sevenslats.com. Uh, really some great photography and some writing over there as well. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, also, too, we're doing a little something different right now. We'll probably be promoting this on several episodes here for the next several weeks. We want you to help us promote the show. Uh, If you like the show, if you've gotten any information or entertainment out of it, uh, please just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down, look for uh, social media share, uh, click the link and you will see lots of images that you can use to copy and then paste on your Instagram, your uh, TikTok, your Pinterest, Facebook, 
there's so many of them out there. Even Twitter. I no mean, licensing required either. That's right. None. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, and we're just trying to get the word out about the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, we have an absolutely wonderful show, as well you know. And we're just trying to get the word out to everybody out there. And, you know, damn it, we don't have, make any money. So <laughs> we're asking you to help be our advertisers. So go over there to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Look for the social media share link to click on, and you'll see a, a good collection of images. And you may have already seen these images used, but, you know, there's people that follow you on your social media that probably haven't seen that. And that's the whole point of doing it this way. And please remember to use hashtag Jeep Talk Show uh, in there. And, and it, maybe you even want to add uh, a nice link to uh, jeeptalkshow.com. And, th- and thank you ahead of time. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Josh, you mentioned something about the Factor 55 security bolts which uh, for your winch, which could be a good idea to secure your winch. Uh, what I do is the cheap and easy method is I just put the bolts on there and then I just hit it with the welder, just kind of like tack weld them on there. Yep. So if I need them off, I can grind them off if I have to. But uh, the average thief is going to be a little bit harder for them to get it. And it's cheap and easy. And as everybody knows, I am cheap and easy. Another good way to secure your winch is just buy junk. If you have cheap junk that nobody wants, then, uh, you know, you're, you're golden. As a matter of fact, thieves look at my Jeep and figured, well, somebody else already beat them to it. So they just move on. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you guys that I had an appointment to see my psychic. Yeah, but she called and canceled it. And she said I wasn't going to be able to make it. What can I say? It's been a slow week. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later, and you have a good one. Bye. But how did she know? So why do you have to make appointments with psychics? Is it just going through the process to make you feel good that you have control over your life, that you you can make decisions and stuff, and they, somebody won't know about it? No. They should have known you were coming. They should have seen that. Yeah. I mean, you go onto their site to, to book an appointment and boom, it's already there. So come on. Well, you know what? I, I had a question about that too. You see the signs when you drive by like a street and it'll be someone's house. Hey, I'm a psychic kind of a deal. Do you think those people actually can see or feel or whatever they do? Everybody who drives by their house all the time? Like, is that a weird thing for them? They can, a- they get these sensations and oh my gosh, I need to oh, that person's gone now. You know, like they could hear what's happening in their i don't know i just always wondered if those psychics could actually do they get to turn it on turn it off do they hear it all the time do they, they see they stuff have all the to time? tug on the right earlobe twice to reduce the range and they they That's tug on the left is. earlobe twice to increase okay. the range so, all that kind of depends on on where they're at at the time That's so what I wonder, why aren't yeah. these people in the stock market or just in sales in general you know well yeah <laughs> they would know they could make or or lottery hello Tonight's my night to get the ticket. I mean, I'm thinking of like, well, Chuck, for example, you, you're going to need some salespeople here in the future uh, to help sell uh, what what you build. And uh, I would make sure that on the resumes that you get, you look for psychic because why waste your time for people that aren't going to buy? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just tell me the numbers I'm supposed to call. Yeah, absolutely. Good idea. Why didn't I think that? I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) I don't think it works. (laughs) You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? 
we have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Now, Josh, now, Josh, I'm not a mechanic, but I think there's something missing in this picture. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Uh, transmissions can be scary, right? We uh, talked about hell? early in the show that uh, <laughs> talking about uh, <laughs> talking about uh, clutches and stuff like that. And anytime you get into transmit in transmission talk at all, I mean, it can get it, it can get real scary real quick. There's a ton of moving parts. Repairs are always expensive and oftentimes take specialty tools that most of us Jeepers don't have in our garage, anyways. Let's not forget that most of us aren't trained transmission techs either. So. There's that. But that doesn't have to stop you from learning a little bit more about your manual transmission in your Jeep, how it works and how to take care of it, and of course how to diagnose those little problems before they become big repairs. Now, I love automatic transmissions. They're convenient, easy to use, and the ones found in most Jeeps can generally take a fair amount of abuse. But I do love me a manual transmission. I've owned about 30 rigs or so in my lifetime, and, and only two of them have been automatics. There's just something about having the control of what the drivetrain is doing. Being able to manipulate the final drive of the vehicle with a combination of throttle, gear selection, and creative clutch work. The clutch, rather than one specific part, is actually a series of moving parts that act as a sort of domino effect on each other. Of course, this means if even one part fails, the entire system ceases to function. Now, when this happens, knowing how to diagnose the issue at fault is the key to getting back on the road, or trail, depending on where you are, when the peanut butter hits the fan. Now, I'm going to try my best to explain how a Jeep's clutch works and what some of the common problems are, too. I'll also go into the steps of how to diagnose certain issues and what to do about them. Now, first, a little background on that domino effect I was talking about a minute ago that helps you switch gears. The clutch, essentially, is a system, all, all works together, that transmits the rotational energy of the engine to the transmission which in turn transmits this energy back to the wheels. Now, the system is made up of six major parts, each with a unique function. The flywheel is one of these parts. It is the clutch's connection to the engine and the crankshaft. With the clutch engaged, it allows the starter to crank the engine and maintains engine speed. The clutch disc is a steel plate situated between the flywheel and the pressure plate. Those are two other components. The pressure plate is like a spring-loaded clamp that bolts to the flywheel. When the clutch is released, the clutch disc then is allowed to spin with the flywheel and get your Jeep moving. This is accomplished because the pressure plate moves in reaction to the clutch pedal. When you push that clutch pedal, that pressure plate moves. Being pressed, it lifts the clutch disc, allowing it to separate from the flywheel so the Jeep can change gears or come to a stop or whatever you're going to do. When the pedal is released, the pressure plate tightens onto the clutch disc again to transfer power from the spinning flywheel back to the rest of the drivetrain. The release bearing, also known as the throwout bearing, in turn engages and disengages the pressure plate, held in place by the release fork as the clutch pedal is pressed or released. Now, Finally, the pilot bearing is the last part in all of this, the sixth part, that keeps all this all running smoothly by supporting the transmission input shaft during engagement and disengagement when the flywheel and pressure plate are turning at different speeds from the disc assembly and the input shaft. It's all pretty simple, right? I know, I know. Even saying it out loud, it sounds like a jumble, but it's all quite orderly, in fact. And when it's broken down into basic functions and explained one at a time, it becomes a lot easier to understand just what is going on under your Jeep. Okay, now that we have a better understanding of the manual transmission and its parts and how it works and everything, let's get into some of the procedures for testing the common clutch problems that may show up on your Jeep. 
Now, commonly, the biggest clutch problem, the most common one that you're going to find is when the friction material on the clutch disc wears out. This will cause your clutch to slip. Tony was talking about that just a minute ago. Another problem is clutch sticking. When your clutch doesn't release properly, the input shaft continues to turn, causing grinding or completely preventing your Jeep from going into gear. If you think that you're having clutch problems, well, you probably are, actually. <laughs> but I'm about to teach you how to do a simple diagnostic test in your own parking spot or driveway to find out what might be going on. All right, Jeeper, with your parking brake engaged, you want to start your Jeep's engine and shift into neutral. You want to make sure that your windows are down, that the stereo is off, no other distractions. You need your ears while you're doing this. While your engine is idling, listen for a growling noise. It's going to be deep. It's going to be low. It might sound like somebody blending a batch of golf balls in their garbage disposal three blocks down. Or it might sound like a very dull metallic scratching. If you hear anything more than the engine's exhaust note or those exhaust leaks that you still haven't done anything about, well, you may have a transmission problem. Okay, let's see if we can't dig a little deeper. Now try slowly pushing the clutch pedal in, not all the way, and make sure that you push nice and slow, very slow, as slow as you can. And we're not going to go all the way here. We're going to just slowly start pushing it in, and we're going to listen for noise as we start moving that clutch pedal. If there's a sudden change in the sound, or if there's a vibration that starts happening or a grinding, anything other than the engine is being heard, you might have some problems. Now, this could range from throw-out bearing issues to a pressure plate going out to even cracked, broken, or worn clutch plates. Now, finally, push the clutch pedal all the way to the floor. Listen for a squealing noise. It may be very faint, almost like a whistle almost, so you may want to have someone do this for you so that you can climb under the Jeep to listen. Now, if you hear this squealing coming from the middle of the Jeep, you know, from the transmitted cl clutch area, it may indicate a bad release bushing or pilot bearing. Now, just by following these simple steps and by doing regular testing and inspecting of your Jeep's clutch every so often, you can help avoid more costly repairs. But don't stop at the clutch. This advice goes for all the parts and accessories on your Jeep. So the next time you're sitting in your driveway, remember this. Remember this test and do it often. As I always say, a little bit of prevention and regular inspection goes a long, long way. Very interesting. A yeah. lot of technical stuff there. Uh, you know, most of us, we steer away from transmissions. Even a lot of us technical guys. Look, I, I'm a gearhead, absolutely through and through. But there's a couple things that I kind of tend to steer away from. That's full differential services and transmission work. Now, replacing a clutch is relatively easy. Hell, even Tony was able to do it in his driveway with <laughs> him on one of his Jeeps. So if Tony can do it, you sure the hell can do it, right? Clutches aren't all that complicated. They're not all of all that crazy of a system to work on. And honestly, replacing a clutch isn't all of all that hard. So, you know, if you if you're running into this situation, you have a good amount of technical aptitude, you've got a decent amount of hand tools and stuff like that. You can do a clutch swap in your driveway in a weekend. So don't think that it's the end of the world if, you're, if your transmission, if your clutch starts slipping and you have a manual transmission. Automatics, that's a whole nother ball of wax. And to be honest, uh, rebuilding transmissions and stuff like that, that's, that's beyond my pay grade and probably yours too. So if it comes down to that point, uh, likely you're going to be looking at replacing the automatic transmission uh, if it can't be rebuilt or it's uh, beyond your price point. So uh, there is always that option. I got to correct no, you, Josh. Um, I am a very well, um, 
exercised, the knowledgeable individual about changing sure. out clutches. Because my first vehicle was a standard transmission, and I went through 12 clutch discs. The hell you say? Christ, who the hell taught you how to drive a stick, man? Exactly. <laughs> well, it was, it was more my foot, Let which her. I mentioned earlier, you know, yes. about the train and stuff. Yeah, um, was, yeah. So yeah. that wasn't the only thing. Also, too, I would drop the drive shaft quite often uh, because oh, it would, because, yeah. you know, dropping the, the revving it up high and dropping the clutch. And yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, I, I've replaced 12 uh, pressure plates. I'm sorry, not pressure plates, clutch discs. And it wasn't until about number 10 or so that I found out you're supposed to at least rough up the, the flywheel. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 and, and, and it wasn't until the, the throw-out bearing went through the fingers of the pressure, uh, pressure plate oh, that I found gosh. out that you're supposed to change the throw-out bearing and the pressure plate occasionally. <laughs> yeah. So the 12th one worked just fine for a long oh, time. Best ever. <laughs> But, but you know, the clutch tests oh weren't very expensive, but, but I, I took out the transmission by myself and changed Jeez. all that stuff out. Oh, and the, the little, and some people won't even know what I'm talking about, the, the, the not the pilot bearing, the, the little thing that you stick in the, the, the hole so that you can line Pushing. up the, what oh, is it? The, no, the, the pilot. no, the alignment shaft. Alignment shaft, yes. The uh, I did not know about the alignment yeah, yeah. shaft. I was buying another clutch disc uh, at the at the parts store, and I saw this hang this stuff hanging up on the side. You know how they have little stuff hanging there, and mm-hmm. I and it was just wood, it, it, wood in funny shapes. And like I, I looked at yeah. it. Yeah, I looked at it, and I thought, "What is that?" And I read, and I went, "Holy shit! This is <laughs> this will this will cut my <laughs> disc installation. I mean, the, the stabbing of yeah. the transmission yeah, by three right. hours." <laughs> You're sitting there trying to clock it. Oh and my god! Well, you can and you can yeah. turn the transmission, but what you can't do is move the cl- the clutch disc around because you have to loosen up the, the pressure plate. Disc. Yeah, and uh, you can move the clutch. I mean, you right. can't move it around. So, oh. and you can't oh. stab the transmission with the bell housing on there t- and tighten up the the pressure plate. So you just have to guess at it until you find right. the alignment tool. Oh, oh it was geez, so dang. so I have a lot of experience. Not good experience, but I have a do lot of experience. Do you still have that alignment tool, Tony? Do you oh, still God, do you still have no. that? That was for a nineteen seventy three oh. Pontiac Man. Ventura. <laughs> those are good, you know, you got a little picture Perfect. box sitting up on the on the yeah. on the fireplace mantle with some of those old tools oh, from back when you were sixteen years gold, old. <laughs> gold chain with some eyelets screwed into both sides of the <laughs> the oh, alignment God. tool, just wear that thing around. So no, yeah. I mean, but but from the age of about sixteen or seventeen all the way through about maybe three or four years ago, that's how long it was between doing uh, clutches. So so this is like an old hat for you when we started tearing into the Jeep to to replace the clutch on. What was it? Your daughter's Jeep or was it? It was my wife's. The XJ. Yeah. Oh, the wife's wife's TJ. Okay. Yeah. And I did a center force interview about two weeks after changing the. Uh, the yeah. The cl- <laughs> I the remember clutch. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great timing as always. <laughs> so I I have a quick question for you since I'm looking at the diagram, which is really cool. Where does the center force clutch go in when you're installing and changing that out? Because we've talked about that equipment. Right. So that that's that's the actual uh, the clutch yeah. disc itself. Uh, would oh, be, okay. would well, be, the kit uh, is, like the, the kit is I mean, all of it. it. Yeah. And I would recommend the, the kit. Yeah, it's a brand. Yeah. Cause you want to get the, uh, and, and yeah. maybe you do or don't. I would get the heavy duty flywheel 
because if you're if you're wheeling and, and we need to get uh um mike zen on here maybe he's i don't know if he's wheeled yet or not i know but, i want to know <laughs> but he put in he put in this kit and he's got a, a heavy uh flywheel and that heavy flywheel is supposed to help you from uh stalling on the rocks because yeah. there's more momentum there's uh, carries momentum yeah, yeah there's more so uh, uh yeah, I would recommend the center force the center force uh, pressure plate. I'm sorry, flywheel pressure plate uh, pilot bearing. I would change the pilot bearing. And if you yeah. look, if this this is fun, if you look it up on Google, people will talk about using bread to get to push out the pilot bearing that's already in the the. <gasps> I've seen that yeah. actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Wait, they just you keep, mean they, like they just keep like that's bread, how we like wonder bread. I'm sorry, Chuck. What were you saying? That's how we had to do it on my day. Yeah, that's how we had to do it on my dad's original. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty common. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it works it's, really it's well. So, it's so strange though. Yeah, uh, don't eat the bread once you've used it though. I mean, well, I was just curious, ew. what kind of bread? Sourdough oh, or like Wonder Bread or what oh, kind of bread? Sourdough's getting eaten. I don't care what kind of shape it's in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It'll be a shape of a pilot. Yeah, when when uh, when we were building the my my dad's Jeep and the Scrambler at the same time, um, we just put a stock. You know, clutch in dad's because his is just a three hundred four. But uh, when we put my clutch in, I uh, I actually went. There's there's two different size clutches you can throw in a in a GM motor, and you know your standard I think is like twelve inch or something, and everything fits in the bell housing, all super nice. But what I did is I uh, I actually went to the big, um, like two ton trucks, like the big dump trucks and stuff, and I got I think it's an eighteen inch flywheel, and it bypasses the um, the bell housing by like an eighth of an inch the teeth miss it by an eighth of an inch you have to use a different starter and everything and you have to modify a lot Mm -hmm. but it is the best starter because like the the best flywheel and clutch setup because you know the jeep doesn't weigh anything but i have a lot of horsepower and in two-wheel drive i can really you know get on it you know and uh in four-wheel drive there's so much torque that uh that you know bump starting jeeps is, is a thing you start it with the starter you know you just have it in four low and first gear and you just key it over and it'll go well because my flywheel is so huge that like my motor turns at like seven or eight hundred rpm just from the starter so i mean it fires up instantaneously there is no like you know and uh but doing it is a giant pain in the ass because you have an eighth of an inch clearance on everything like it is very, very close and it's very difficult, but that is another big option that you can do when, when using center force or whatever, if you, if you want to get these big clutches in there, it, it's well worth it. Well, well worth it, but so, very hard. So the cool thing you're talking about really is uh, very similar to uh, upgrading brakes on a vehicle with uh, larger rotors and uh, bigger pads and uh, better clamping force and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's all about uh, you know, clamping that thing down, and with the larger flywheel and the more uh, surface area on that uh, that uh, the disc, uh, you you're getting more force, more clamping right. force on there. So these are modifications that, uh, if you think about it, are are very common or, or reoccurring things that you can do to your Jeep or yeah. hot rod. Yeah, and I mean, works on a hot, especially thing. on a hot rod. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's the things that when you really start talking to people and there's nothing wrong with bolt-on stuff, but when you start talking to them and they go, oh, hey, I did this Atlas conversion or I did the bigger brake conversion. These are people that really know the industry and know what their, their rigs need. Mm-hmm. And you listen to them because, you know, that's how I learned, you know, the bigger brakes and all that stuff. 
you know, I had the, the trial and error and screw some stuff up. And you're like, you never see it. It's not like, hey, look at my right. big shiny clutch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I can't show exactly. anybody. But it was incredibly, it was a lot more expensive than just your, you know, your over-the-counter stuff. You know, you had to cross-reference cool. numbers and make sure that everything is going to fit and do all that. And then you get the price tag. You're like, holy crap, is it worth it? No one will ever see it. Well, I know it's there, so yeah, it's worth it. You know, oh, you God. do it well, that that's way. You got to you got to pay for performance or or for um, increased uh, rigidity. I suppose is a way to put it. You, yeah, you I wouldn't say reliability, but I would rigidity yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, you, you pay you pay for the for the dutiness for if the heavy duty, super duty. You know, however however you know strong it is, its strength is what you're paying for. The strength and performance is is what you're going to pay for. Uh, if, if you don't care about strength and performance, then, then you can slap just about anything you want in there. And, and, uh, and I wish you the best of luck. Right. You know, everybody's mileage is going to vary. Um, and, and even, even then you, you could slap in the top of the line components, but if you're just abusing the shit out of them, then, I mean, they may not last very long. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, you're going to, you're going to get some, uh, some hella great performance out of it. Well, you know, and the thing too, and, and the, this is one of the things I think you were the direction you were going with this, Chuck. Whenever you talk to somebody, and there's bolt on, there's look good, and then there's the people, the next, the next level people is what I call them. Um, there you go. That they go, they go that one next level where it's welding, it's fabricating, or it's like what you what you're talking about, where you go and look this stuff up and you measure things, and uh, you you say, well, damn it, this should work, and uh, you know, so on and so forth, and those. Those are the guys that have probably done all the bolt-on stuff, and now they're they're going outside the box, so to speak. And, and those are the people you can learn things right. from, or at least have a common ground to talk to them on. I mean, I think we all have a common ground that we could talk about Jeeps and maybe even off-roading, uh, but not all of us uh, have. Uh, we don't like me. I don't have a welder. I mean, I understand fabrication, but I haven't done a lot of that because uh, I I don't know how to weld. I, I mean, in my head, I know I can weld. All I have to do is teach myself to do it, yeah. but you know, uh, so it, it's not beyond my abilities, just beyond my abilities to do it right this minute. Mm. Um, but anyway, I was going to tell you this about Centerforce. Right. Centerforce posted something up on uh, Instagram the other day, and it was—I mean, it was—you know—basically their their whole kit installed on the back of a motor. Uh, you know, and the all the stuff that covers it up wasn't on it yet. There was no bell housing. There was no uh -huh. transmission or anything. Yeah. And, and I told them, I said, what you guys need to do is come out with a transparent bell housing, so that you know, so that you can see all that stuff once it's done. Yeah. it is gorgeous. Cool. I mean, when you know about it, especially when you put the time and effort into installing it, and you're ready to button everything up, you just have to take a picture or at least look at it and go, "Damn, look at that stuff! It's going to be great." And oftentimes it is. Well, Jeeper, if you have anything to add to uh, this Tech Talk, or maybe you have a question or a subject that you would like for us to uh, to cover here on a Tech Talk segment, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Who knows, a future Jeep Talk Show may be covering a topic that you've suggested here for us. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob. Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off Road. Hi, 
this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, it's actually Jake calling. This is John, I'm Free Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Contact segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No! No, 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 that's not right. We love our listeners. So, you know, I bet you all those voices are about from eight or nine years ago. Yeah, how they are. <laughs> I mean, I still see a post from Rob uh, on, uh, on uh, Facebook. I told you about him, Rob in San Antonio, which is really close to where I am. Uh, he's now driving a Ford Exp- Expedition. I think he's got a water delivery system on it with uh, a, uh, a tap on the outside of the Expedition rear, qu- rear nope, passenger nope. quarter panel and stuff. So, uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people that were have been here, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like Joe, for example. Joe used to call in from time to time, and remember when we would go, "Hi, Joe." Hi, Joe. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder what Joe's doing. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, sometimes you don't want to ask that question, but <laughs> it's uh, we'd like to hear from you guys. So if you're if you're still listening, uh, check in with us. Let us know how it's going, uh, and uh, we probably do need to come up with uh, some uh, current voices because we have a lot of new and involved listeners. Actually, it is the end of the show. We're going to have you sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, Jeeper. This is uh, just about the time where we're going to go ahead and have you head on over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and slash contact. That's our contact page. That's got the page with all the information about how you can reach out to us here on the show, send emails, uh, leave voicemails, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you're going to find a link to click and sign up for the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. It comes directly from us. No third party here, no spamming, no selling the information, none of that stuff. It comes from us. You get one email a week, and it's got all kinds of great stuff in it about what's happening here on the show, what's going on behind the scenes, what's happening in the future, all that kind of stuff. And you get the information about how to join us for our Tuesday roundtable episodes, and that's a lot of fun. We highly encourage you to join us for our Tuesday episodes. So head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, sign up for the newsletter today, and we'll see you. Well, Jeeper, that's all the show that we got for now. Until our next show, if you love them, prove it by changing the rat bastard status of at least one of your family members. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Remember, Jeeper, friends don't let friends drive stock. Podcasting since 2010.